You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Welcome back to the Reading and Writing Podcast. My guest today is Tiffany DeBartolo, author of the novel Sorrow. Tiffany, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here. Sure. Well, if someone hasn't yet heard about your novel Sorrow, how would you describe the novel? Oh, wow. Um, I would say it's a book about what happens to your soul if you don't follow your dreams and listen to your heart. And do you remember the original idea or impetus that led you to writing Sorrow? I do. Actually, it's interesting. I um, I also work in the music business. I run an indie record label. So my life revolves a lot around music and you know, growing up, I was very inspired by music. Um, almost all of my books that I've written have been inspired by music. Not almost, actually, all of them have been. Um, and so this one was no different. Um, I I was out on a hike one day, and I was listening to an album um, called "Trouble Will Find Me" by The National, which is my third favorite band. And, um, and a song came on that I'd heard many, many times before. It's a song called Pink Rabbits, but there was a line in the song that really hit me and conjured up this whole scene in my mind. Um, and when I got home, I started writing that scene and it ended up being the beginning of this book. So, um, I credit, I credit that song for, um, giving birth to the idea of sorrow. (laughs) Great. Well, you mentioned that The National is your third favorite band. What are your first two favorites? <laughs> yes. My <laughs> first favorite band is U2. They've been my favorite band um, since I was 11 and I just turned 50. So um, that's a really long time. Um, and my second favorite band is Pearl Jam. That's great. Well, as a record executive and someone who works in the music business, what was your writing journey that led you to writing and getting your first novel published? Well, I was actually a writer um, for about a decade before I got into the music business. Um, so out of college, I um, I started working as a, um, a script reader, actually, in Hollywood and started out writing screenplays, but really, really didn't like... Um, living in LA and sort of being in that business was not where I imagined spending my life. Um, it wasn't my scene. So, um, so I kind of, I started writing a novel kind of as just a creative exercise because I was getting, you know, hired to write all these scripts that were just nonsense and I was really unhappy doing it. And so I started writing this, 
this, well, actually it started out as a short story um, and it just sort of snowballed into uh, a novel. And I realized when I was done with it, that it was such a, it was a much more satisfying experience for me than what I was doing. And so um, I just, I just kind of went in that direction. And I did that for about 10 years before um, my husband and I started the record label. So um, it was kind of a, it, I, my writing career sort of got put on hold for about 10 years, actually, once I started the label, because um, I was just so busy. It was something that when, when we started the label, we thought like, this is going to be um, something we kind of do on the side. And it, <laughs> of course, if anyone runs a, a business, you know that it takes over your life and, and it's a 24 seven job. So um, it took me quite a few years to figure out how to balance both of those things. But I just got to the point where my soul was dying and I needed to, you know, a creative outlet. And so that was when um, I started writing Sorrow. And, and now I feel like I have a good handle on how to do both. Right. Well, how do you go from working in Hollywood and writing a novel to running a record label? What was that <laughs> transition like for you? <laughs> I mean, it, it was, I'll tell you this, it was a, the dumbest thing in the world to start a record label, literally the year that people stopped buying music. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like I said, I have just been someone that has been really moved by music my whole life. I mean, as a four-year-old, I can remember driving around in the car with my mom and like crying when sad songs came on the radio. Um, and just, you know, I've just always had that connection. And so it seemed like a natural kind of thing to evolve into because my other passion growing up was books. And, you know, I was like one of those really weird nerdy kids that just stayed, stayed in her room and listened to, uh, music and read books for her entire childhood. So, um, so somehow getting into the music business made a lot of sense, but um, it was it was a hard transition because it is a difficult, difficult business. It's hard to sell records now. It's hard to get people to pay attention to specific artists because there are so many people putting out music right now. Um, so yeah, it's just, it's a lot. <laughs> sure. Well, I'm curious, what is your writing process when you uh, have an idea for a new novel, like your novel Sorrow? Did After you wrote that first scene that was inspired by the song by The National, did you end up doing any outlining or plotting, or do you just dive into the narrative? I am not a plotter, um, much to the dismay of my agent, who um, thinks I would write a lot more books if I plotted them. But for me, the the excitement of writing is discovering the story along the way and um, discovering who the characters are and what they want. And um, so to know what's going to happen before I write would just take all that fun out of it. Um, so when I get an idea, usually I'll just start writing and I'll see what happens. And with Sorrow, it was interesting because the scene that I ended up writing first that I was talking about <clears throat> a little bit earlier um, that scene ends up coming way later in the book. Um, it's, it was a scene where the two main characters are at a, at a concert and one of them walks away and doesn't come back. Um, 
And that was the first scene I wrote. And I had no idea who these people were. I could just see them at this event and I could see what was happening. And I just kind of had to figure out. Grand Canyon University, an affordable private Christian university, is one of the largest and fastest growing universities in the country, offering more than 270 programs online. In addition to federal grants and aid, GCU's online students received nearly $130 million in institutional scholarships in 2022. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu slash myoffer to see the scholarships you may qualify for. Um, who they were and, and what was going on from there. And um, as you can imagine, that was quite a process because, um, like I said, that, that scene comes way later in the book. Um, so, yeah, I just sit down and I start, I step into their shoes and I look at the world and I try to feel what they're feeling and I just start typing. And, and it was interesting for me in this book because when I did that, um, it turned out that the the person that wanted to tell the story was the male character in the book. And that was um, something I'd never done before was right from um, a first person male point of view. So that was really interesting for me. And um, it, but, but it made perfect sense in the way that the story unfolded. So are you working on another novel now? Mm, I am marinating on another novel right now. <laughs> gotcha. Well, what novels have you read recently that you enjoyed? Oh, wow. Um, I just read Venda Levita's new book um, called We Run the Tides, and it was wonderful. Um, what else have I just... I just read another book that I really loved, um, a book called Luster, but I can't remember the name of the author. And I'm mm-hmm. really, really excited about um, Sally Rooney's new book, which comes out I think in a few days, um, I loved her first two novels, um, conversations with friends and normal people. So, um, I'm really excited to see what she's, what she's got for us. And what writing advice would you offer for those who are listening, who are working on their own stories and novels? You know, one of the things that I think is the most important, um, thing to remember for writers is that books don't write themselves. And I think, that a lot of times, I mean, I teach, um, I teach writing at, um, the Jackson Hole Writers Conference every year, every summer. And, um, one of the things I find is like sometimes writers think that writing is this magical process where this muse just shows up and fills you with inspiration. And, um, and then the book just pours out of you and, writing to me is so much more about discipline than it is about magic or talent. And don't get me wrong. There are moments of magic. I mean, there were times when I was writing sorrow where something would happen on the page and it would, it would surprise me and move me as much as I hope it, it moves readers. But, um, but what it's really about is the discipline to sit down and, and sort of try to carve it out every day because, um, I've met a lot of super talented writers who don't have the discipline to sit down and do it. And they don't get as far as the people who may be a little bit less talented, but have mm-hmm. all the desire and, and, and discipline in the world to, to churn out a book. That's, that's good advice. Um, I'm curious about your record label. What is the name of the, the label? The label is called Bright Antenna. 
And do you kind of in your mind have a kind of idea of, of the music that, that the label represents? Yeah. So, I I mean, it's, it's a really, we're a small label and we're a small group of people. There's eight of us in the office and we all have to really love the music before we sign it. Um, Mm -hmm. And it tends to, it's, it tends to sort of sit in what you would call the alternative indie rock Mm -hmm. genre, but um, it runs the gamut of, you know, like cool Brit pop to mellow singer songwriters um, to kind of like a modern day Eagles sort of band that we work with. So um, it it does run that gamut, but it's, it's in that genre. And um, yeah, for us, it's really just music that, that we really can feel in our souls, you know, and music that we think um, will kind of put good into the world. (laughs) There's a lot of crappy music out there right now. (laughs) So I'm curious, what music are you listening to now that you're loving and that you would recommend? Oh, um, I'm really into a lot of female singer songwriters right now. So like Sharon Van Etten and Phoebe Bridgers, um, also I've been, I've been sort of on this kind of like meditational trippy sort of music, like this artist named East Forest who makes music to, um, like trip on mushrooms (laughs) and, but it's really beautiful. And like, I put it on when I'm working and it just kind of calms me down and, um, like kind of sparks lots of ideas. Um, so I'm is really it instrumental that. or does it also have, uh, it's mostly instrumental. He sometimes will kind of like do a little bit of words. Um, he has one whole album where he makes music over Ram Dass's, um, lectures, right. mm-hmm. which is really cool. But, um, I tend to listen to the, um, the more instrumental ones. He has this album called spores, which was, is why I assume he makes them for, people doing mushrooms, but, um, (laughs) but it's such a beautiful record. It's so moving. Um, so I've been listening to that a lot. And there was one other band that I feel like I just recently discovered. Um, oh yeah, this, this really interesting, weird British band called wet leg that are doing some really strange, but cool music. That's cool. Well, where can people find you online if they'd like to learn more about you and your novel, Sorrow? Um, well, I'm mostly, I'm on all the um, sort of social media platforms, but I'm hardly ever on Facebook, um, but I'm in, on Instagram all the time. So that's a great place to reach me if you want to see what I'm doing in life or DM me. Um, I also have a website, tiffanydebartolo.com, um, where you can read what I'm up to and find out more about my books. And then of course, Amazon and all of those marketplaces, you can find my books. Great. Well, again, we've been speaking with Tiffany DeBartolo, author of the novel Sorrow. The novel is on sale now, so go buy a copy. And Tiffany, thanks for doing this interview. Thank you so much. It's been so fun. Great. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. 
everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real Traveler Reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.